there is no sense in denying it. I am not the world's greatest fan of all things Facebook. In fact, I have a growing and deep disdain for Facebook in almost every aspect, other than the fact that it is an incredible social network that has it has changed society for all times. I'm not going to say it's changed it for good. I'm not going to say it's changed it for bad. We'll just say it's been a catalyst for change. Now, specifically today on Gray Matters, you and I are going to have a wee conversation about Facebook ads. If you are starting out an online business, if you are established in online business, you should be paying attention to Facebook ads. And a lot of people believe that you should be spending a substantial amount of money on Facebook ads. Let's unpack that today on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me five, six, seven, a dozen times. And hey, hello, Facebook. How the heck you doing this fine day? Indeed, Facebook is probably the least trusted partner I have that I can think of in the in the online and social marketing space. They are a company that is an enigma, incredibly powerful, socially so relevant. They have single-handedly changed so much of what happens in our life and in our online world and in our society, in our political system, in how we treat each other. Most of it, I think we can agree, is not necessarily for the best, but they are a force. They are a force to be reckoned with. And from a business perspective, not from a political perspective and not necessarily from a personal and safety perspective, but from a business perspective, we have to honor and we have to pay attention to just how relevant Facebook is in the advertising and persuasion space. Facebook does have a unique ability to be able to get your message in front of the right people. And that is a powerful opportunity. But when do we start? How do we start doing Facebook ads? What is, what's the process that we should be looking at, that those of us in the gray zone should be looking at in order to embrace Facebook ads and whether or not, whether or not we should be using them at all? Let's talk about that today. And uh, if you're thinking that listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you a tutorial on the best methods for creating and doing your Facebook ads. Well, I'm sorry, you're mistaken because I don't know that. I don't have that. And I don't believe that it, that would be something that would be conveyable in a podcast such as this. We're going to talk about Facebook ads from 30,000 feet. Try to get you to understand why they're so powerful and also why they're such a challenge and why they are a siren song for many of us starting out in online business and even with the established online businesses because they do seem ever so appealing, but they might not be for us. 
they may be for us, but it's not certain that they're for us. Allow, allow me to allow me to elaborate now. Stay with me if you're interested in learning more. Facebook ads, when they started out, was were an epiphany for many of us. This ability for us to be able to insert our ads into this stream that so many people were reaching into at a cost that was a tiny, tiny fraction of what traditional media advertising was costing us. We could run ads that were as effective as television or radio spots, and in, in many cases, far more effective to a far more targeted audience for pennies. And we could track that. Uh, one of the beauties of Facebook ads is they were trackable. In other words, if we spent X number of dollars on something, we knew exactly how many people clicked on those ads. And from those clicks, we could then extrapolate how many people actually logged into whatever service or downloaded or signed up for whatever webinar we were promoting and ultimately bought the product. There was a great audit trail that we could attach to every nickel that we spent on Facebook. And that was a really powerful place. But set against that, it was an evolving and a shifting marketplace. Facebook was constantly changing how their advertising worked because what, here, here's, here's what happens with Facebook as they try and grow. Facebook comes up with an idea. We're going to start running video ads. We're going to start running video and video ads. Let's say that as an example. So what Facebook does is they want to find out just how powerful and how versatile and how popular video ads are. So for a period of time when they're first launched, Facebook takes the early adopters in that ad platform, people who are spending money in that space, and it pours its resources into making them successful, helping them be successful. So if you adopt a brand new Facebook ads metaphor right at the beginning, you benefit from Facebook, it being the new kid on the block that Facebook's all excited about and Facebook is going to the wall to promote. So you'll do very, very well. This, this happens in all of the Facebook universe. This happens if you jump on a new post format, if you jump on a new, on a new style of group. Facebook always over-promotes those at the beginning to create traction, energy, and to get everybody thinking this is the way to go. So there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a false narrative happening there because early days with every Facebook offering, tends to be far more successful than the long-term offering that Facebook has. So, so we have that to begin with. So back when we started, those of us that embraced Facebook ads had great success in Facebook advertising at the beginning. And we thought, wow, we are on easy street. We have it figured out. And, but then slowly over time, it's almost like the frog boiling in the water. The ads became less valuable and less valuable. And Facebook constantly changed the algorithm. They changed the rules they changed the sorts of things that we could do with it. They changed how we had to actually uh, post the ads and how we had to create the ads. And they created new rules around what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. And oh my gosh, it became a full-time job very quickly just managing your Facebook ads, which is, I mean, I'm kind of stealing the march here and stealing, st stealing the headline. But at the end of the day, Facebook ads have become so complex that I believe that they're very, very difficult for the average online communicator to be able to manage, to be able to understand, to be able to administer themselves. So Facebook, and, and this is the kind of the nature of the growth of the ad market in Facebook. As it became more sophisticated, it became more challenging and more difficult. So let, let's, let's just talk about for a second, let's take a step back from the, should I be using Facebook ads and what are the challenges and talk about how Facebook ads work, the, a little bit of the, of the infrastructure that's in place with Facebook ads. As you know, Facebook is the antithesis of privacy. 
Facebook tries to know everything it can about you. It discovers more about you than you probably realize in more areas of your life than you realize. And all of that is in the service of knowing what to serve you, when to serve it to you in order to make profit. At the end of the day, that's exactly what it's about. So Facebook, knowing your age, knowing where you live, knowing your education, knowing whether or not you have kids, knowing that you like curling or you like golf or you like fishing or you like to cook. Uh, Facebook knows if you're a vegetarian or not or if you're straight, or if you're gay, or if you're a combination thereof. Facebook knows those things and it creates a profile of you. Now, when you are an advertiser, the more you know about who you are advertising to. Remember how last week we were talking about discovering your personal avatar? The more you know about the hallmarks of the customer who you are trying to reach in Facebook ads, the more that you can articulate that and define it, the easier it is for Facebook to put that description, that avatar, against the, uh, the the database of people that Facebook has that they have knowledge of, and then to serve ads to that person. Now, the more detail and the more relevant and the more accurate the delivery, the more Facebook can charge for the ads because the more valuable they are to you, the person who is doing the advertising. So there's a real science behind the entire process, which is fascinating when you think about it. As a consumer, it might send shivers down your spine to know that you are being you are being uh, manipulated. It's, I guess you are being manipulated, but you are being uh, deciphered and uncloaked the way that Facebook does to know everything they can about you in order to ultimately sell something to you. But there's two sides to that story. I mean, at least we're not getting, you, at least you aren't constantly being sent penis enlargement ads. Now, if you are actually interested in vegetarian cooking, you're getting vegetarian cooking ads sent to you. Uh, so at least there's some relevance and there's a, there's the benefit of that in, in our lives. Um, for some reason, I still get the penis enlargement ads. Not too sure why. Now, all of that interaction and all of that knowledge used to come just from what happened on Facebook. But then Facebook developed technologies that will allow us to, actually Facebook didn't, the, the internet developed technologies that will allow different open applications to recognize what you're doing when you're wandering about on the internet. They're cookies. Uh, these are the little files that are saved uh, that tell, these are the reason that when you go to Amazon and look for a book by, uh, look for a new Martha Stewart book, when you go back to Facebook an hour later, that all of a sudden Martha Stewart books are being advertised in your feed. That's the technology that allows for that. It's called it's called a Facebook tracking pixel, and it tracks your travels online. Now, I can certainly appreciate if at this point there you sudden if you didn't know about this before, uh, the hackles on the back of your neck rise up, and you go, "Wow, is my privacy ever being invaded?" Yes and no at that point. Your privacy is sort of being invaded, but they don't actually know it's you. They don't know it's Steve Dotto doing that. They just know it's an IP address, and they know whoever was on this computer happens to be interested in leaf blowers. So that's why they serve that information through. It's uh, Again, it could be looked at as a service, and yes, it is a bit of an invasion of privacy, but that's the kind of quid pro quo we do that we pay for having access to a social network like Facebook and all of the free benefits that we get from that. Staying in touch with our friends and family, having ongoing chat, having the photo sharing, and all of the social aspects that we get from a tool like Facebook. They have to, they have to pay for that somehow, and ultimately giving up part of that privacy is the quid pro quo that we're giving up. So that's how Facebook ads kind of work in a nutshell. Now set against that, Facebook has a just a 
massive back end ads editing platform where you can go and you can create your ads. Now, normally you would think, uh, certainly if you say watched Mad Men on television, that a huge part of creating ads is creating a compelling narrative, a photo, an image, a graphic, a small video, a pithy message that gets people very interested and passionate about whatever topic it is that you happen to be trying to interest them. Yes, the copy, the advertising copy, the marketing is very important. But equally or more important in the Facebook world is understanding how to reach and how to define to Facebook who the audience is that you want to reach. The custom audience, building the audience profile so that you can reach out to the right people. It's not necessarily getting the best ad, but it's getting the ad in front of the right eyes at the right time. That's the secret to success in Facebook advertising. And therein lies the challenge. I think most of us would be willing to take on the challenge of creating advertising and marketing copy and imaging around our product and feel fairly comfortable that we could probably do a very good job of that, or at least we could understand the process of that. What is far more difficult for you and I, for those of us in the gray zone that are doing content marketing to get our heads around, is how do we define that marketplace, the not the marketplace, the audience that we want to reach and how do we determine when, where, and how to reach those individuals on Facebook or Instagram or any other online platform to make sure that our ad appears in front of the right eyeballs at the right time. That's the magic to Facebook ads. Now set against that, Facebook has its own nomenclature, all sorts of words and systems and processes that you and I simply, if we look at, our eyes will glaze over uh, as they define the nuances of this process. Back when I started in the online space, I could create a Facebook ad campaign. I could understand almost all of the nomenclature, all of the words that were attached, understand how it worked, publish it, and track it through because they've got excellent analytics and tracking capabilities to determine whether or not it was valuable. But they were very simple ads at the time. Primarily, I was sending ads to people who I already knew, people who were in my in my group uh, that had already liked my page, for example, when Facebook used to make it far easier for people to like our pages. They weren't charging us for the right to, to, to broadcast to them. And I would have a opt-in for a webinar, which was very easy for me to track if, uh, if I paid a dollar for a person to get uh, to, to click the link through to come to my webinar, then I knew that I was getting value or not value based on that simple financial transaction. Those were simple and kind of like sun-kissed days in the Facebook world. Today, the analytics and the types of campaigns that you can put on, whereas if you're putting out something for awareness so that people see you, or if you're putting out certainly an opt-in campaign where they're signing up for a product or you're doing direct sales directly through it. You could be taking your entire inventory of product and you could be putting them into a catalog and creating a Facebook ad campaign that basically rotates all of your product through in different different formats of carousel ads or video ads or or sometimes doing crossovers into Instagram and how the Instagram ads relate to to the Facebook ads and how how you work one platform versus the other platform. Oh my gosh. I don't mean to sound overwhelming, but in a word, if I had to choose one for what Facebook ads have become, the word would be overwhelming. So here is my concern. Here is why I wanted to talk about this in this podcast this week. 
is as you are looking at the options you have for building your own online business, and whether you're just starting out or you're already established, advertising is going to be a part of that plan that you are putting into place. If you follow the other online gurus who want to teach you how to do and place Facebook and other online ads, I have a lot of concerns that that is not a place that we should be spending our energy, our money, and our time. Because I have grown over the last year, maybe over a year, it's, I've, been, I've, been, I've been of this opinion for a while, that Facebook ads are not for amateurs anymore. That we, actually all online advertising is not for the non-professional. That if you are going to properly administer and manage an online advertising campaign program of any sort, you have to be doing that 24-7. You have to understand what you're doing in that space and you have to be an expert on that. You cannot do that off the side of your desk. You will not do yourself service. You will spend far more time learning and trying to stay up on top of things and you won't be able to do as good a job because you won't know when to make changes, when to shift. You will be constantly discovering and learning and hardly ever applying and really in the sweet spot of where performance happens. I believe Facebook ads can be very efficient, very successful for all of us in this space. But I think that they are something that you judiciously have to choose when to use strategically. And when you choose that you are going to use them, you have to bring the right team members into your group in order to manage and run those ads. You have to have a lot of clarity on exactly what you want those ads to do. You have to have also clarity on what Facebook ads are capable of doing. You have to have a long-term strategy on how you're going to invest and how you're going to test and retest and reapply to get those ads to the point where they are running successfully. And you have to have somebody who understands all of Facebook's shifting rules so that when Facebook changes something that's working on you, you can get back to that as quickly as possible. Do I think any of you can do that? Uh, no, don't. I, I, I can't do it, so I don't expect you to do it. So what do we do? I mean, we've got this incredibly sophisticated platform out there reasonably cost-efficient. It's not as cheap as it used to be, but it's reasonably cost-efficient for what you can do. And it can be a difference maker in either rapidly growing your business or taking a business that could be faltering and turning it into a successful business or springboarding you into rapid growth. It can do all of those things. Facebook ads, when I say Facebook, I'm really saying Facebook and Instagram ads, uh, they can definitely be a springboard for that kind of growth. So then, Steve, well, you, you're telling us how good it can be, but you're telling us it's too hard for us. And I know you don't think you're stupid. I know I don't think you're stupid. So why don't I think you can do it? Because of the level of sophistication needed to run Facebook ads. So here is my plan for how you can incorporate Facebook ads in a responsible way and in a growth path within your business, regardless of where you are in your online business right now. The first thing is, is did there's no problem with taking webinars and learning what you can about Facebook ads from some of the free services and the free people that are teaching you and talking about it. So you understand the baseline rules of how Facebook ads work. And it gives you a really good idea of what you can do with Facebook ads. But I just implore you to not be um, tempted to start to do this yourself. Certainly, 
never take advantage of Facebook's, you know, one click boosting a post and then they will take the money and they will promote your product to Facebook, to, to, to whatever community they want, because they have no idea of what you actually want to do with that. So don't be tempted to try and do this yourself. Learn what you can about how Facebook ads work, but then spend your energy finding the right service that's going to fit for you. Uh, there's lots of different Facebook ad services that are available and the, the, there will be some challenges in getting the right people in place to manage your Facebook ads because there's a lot of charlatans out there, frankly, because it's just such a wide open space. But use word of mouth. Talk to others within your community. Certainly, you know, you can post stuff within our forums uh, and find the right people to run your Facebook ads. Now, one of the things that we did here at Dottotech is Liz, who does all of my online graphics, she actually manages our entire Facebook ads team, but Liz doesn't do it. Liz takes care of the graphics and the creative for our messaging, and then she has found a team that she works with that manages all of the Facebook ads placement and runs the entire Facebook program. They do that 24-7. That's all that they do is they manage Facebook campaigns for individuals, and their pricing is quite aggressive as a result of that. So, so let me recap kind of the, the main messages today. You know, Facebook is, as I say, I, I have a love-hate relationship with it, with much stronger on the hate side. I do not appreciate so much of how Facebook conducts their business, but I do respect the power of Facebook advertising because of how much they know about us, because of all the things we hate about them. They can be a very powerful ally if we use them properly. But typically speaking, you and I are not in a position that we're going to be able to understand all of the nuances of creating and managing Facebook ads programs. It's just too much for us and it will, it will consume us and take us away from the job at hand, which is creating the content for our community, the real valuable content, not the advertising and marketing content. So as far as I'm concerned, the best plan for us dealing with Facebook ads is to constantly be tracking Facebook traffic, be building our Facebook custom audience through a custom, uh, a retargeting pixel on our website so everybody who visits us we can get back to at some point on Facebook we don't have to worry about what that looks like at the beginning we just have to set that piece of architecture in place and then when you're ready to start promoting yourself on Facebook when your business has grown to the point that you can invest in Facebook advertising put a team in place creative for creating all of your ads and administratively somebody who actually manages those ads on Facebook. Set a budget in place and let the experts do what the experts are going to do well. You monitor the process, understand exactly what's going on, ask a million questions, challenge them, push them, but let them do what they do best, creating your ads and administering those ads. And you concentrate on the content, on the on what people's experiences is when they finally do come to your site or when they do get into your funnels, whatever those funnels happen to look like. I hope that all makes sense. Yeah, Facebook ads. Oh, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about. All right, listen. Hey, I have, before we wrap things up, I've got a big favor to ask you today is if you do are enjoying this podcast, if you're finding value in the content that I'm sharing, I'm going to ask you to give us a review and a like a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. So many of you come to us through Apple's iTunes. So if you're there, they have this customer rating system on the podcast page. So I encourage you to give us as many stars as you think we deserve and a review. The review's uber helpful for me. I'm, I'm taking a look at one here from Stephen J, who's here in Canada, and he says, I highly recommend this podcast, not just because Steve Dotto is very knowledgeable and personal speaker, 
but the subject of the series of the podcast is very relevant to me as well as many of my friends. What now? Question mark. How can we shape the present and future? How can we shape the present and our future at this stage in our lives? Thanks, Steve. Five stars. Well, I'm glad that it was helpful to you, Stephen Jay, and I hope that the rest of you find gray matters to be valuable as well. Now, if you do want to post questions or have comments or want any links to anything that I talk about in any of these podcasts, we host all of the podcasts as a blog on our website, and you can navigate to each and every podcast by just going to dototech.com forward slash gray 11. This one is gray 11, the number 11. Uh, each podcast is numbered. This is number 11 of our series. So just come to our website and there we've got a nice uh, messaging forum where people can post questions and I look forward to your comments and suggestions there. And if you have anything to ask me, that's the best place to do it. So that's my call to action for you. Give us a review on iTunes, especially if you can. It helps the viral sharing of our podcast. Give us a star rating that you think we deserve and drop by the Dottotech site where, yes, I will drop a pixel, a Facebook pixel on your ass as you're leaving so that I can remark it to you at some point in the future. But more importantly, visit and make a comment on our on the website and get any assets that you need. A lot of asses in this end of this podcast today. That's it. Uh, we'll see you all next week. I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming the castle.